As easy as the touch of a button. The message of life on 6:57 a.m. That's just a celebration. The love like Jesus, uh, featuring Nan Dumiso Shezi on uh, Radio Puppet, your daily companion, bring us to exactly 10 minutes after six. Good evening and uh, welcome to it. This is uh, Thursday Life with uh, me, Godfrey Jean. I hope you had a great time, great week, great day. Looking forward to another great day and great week ahead of you, respective of the challenges that you might be, uh, you know experiencing i'm quite aware i'm well aware of the fact that we go through some different challenges in life but hey uh, those challenges are not going to slow us down and they are not going to stop us from seeing the goodness of the almighty and of course uh, uh, tonight we are privileged and honored to have uh, uh, bishop silo uh, helipi with us on the line and of course uh, uh, just uh, brace yourself for the great information uh, that he will be sharing with us this uh, uh, evening. And how can I make such a mistake <laughs> of not acknowledging and uh, <laughs> thanking my predecessor there, that's Johan uh, uh, Els, uh, the maestro himself, Johan Els, for the awesome program. Thank you very much, Johan. I hope that you'll enjoy your evening with your, your, your family. I suppose, and I... I wish that it's your turn to cook tonight. And if you can, please uh, do post what you have uh, cooked and prepared for your lovely wife and your your wonderful family there. So maybe you can um, help us, you know, just feed our eyes on some of your wonderful, wonderful recipes. Put them up on on Facebook. If possible, take me on WhatsApp. Uh, Lately, lately. Uh, feast my eyes on those wonderful recipes of yours as always 10 after 6 is your time on Radio Puppet your daily companion and he's with us on the line all the way from western area Bishop uh, <laughs> Bishop Bellepi good evening good evening Maruti uh, and good evening to blessed good uh, Thursday evening to all the Radio Puppet listeners this cold Thursday evening is it cold? It is starting to be chill, Maruti. Yes, in, it, it, here in Pretoria, it's a little bit warmer uh, yeah, than uh, the previous you, days. You know, when it comes to heat, Pretoria is another country. Eh? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, I've seen that over the few over oh, few years, and I know that when I came once came I first came to Pretoria around the nineties, Pretoria's winters were extremely hot. I would go around in winter without any jersey on. That is after I spent my days in Johannesburg, my years in Johannesburg there when I would wear at least double trousers. Yeah, <laughs> double trousers. Yeah, it was extreme. Johannesburg winters are extremely cold. But I think it was because of El Nino when I came. I moved to Pretoria back then in around 1997. I think that's the, uh, during the times of El Nino. Um, you know, period there. Muruti, thank you very much for being with us uh, once again. A lot has happened since we we last spoke uh, with you there. And this time around, we're looking at the, the cases, uh, the increase uh, in incidence of viruses lately, uh, from polio, West Nile virus outbreaks in New York and Langvia, virus in China. What is actually going on? Uh, Maruti, uh, a very, a very, a very good and interesting question. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I think it is safe to say, and you know, I've said this um, before that uh, you know the um, COVID uh, virus 
before the pandemic was actually a wake-up call um, to to the world. And the fact that the numbers are beginning to go down and the virus is becoming weaker, that does not remove the risk that the world is under threat of infectious diseases. If you remember, um, that's what I've been saying, especially in the past two years, that one of the risks that is being undermined globally is the risk of infectious um, diseases. There remains a risk globally of uh, zoological um, diseases. Zoological diseases are diseases that uh, skip from animals to human beings. Um, But in terms of the two outbreaks, the polio outbreak and the uh, West Nile virus, uh, virus outbreaks in New York. Remember that uh, the um, the West Nile virus was detected um, in uh, in the mosquitoes in the city, and uh, new cases um, have been identified, and they are spreading. The polio virus was also detected um, in wastewater, meaning that there are people that are already. Um, uh, infected. That is why you will find it in the sewer in the sewer system. And uh, this risk in terms of the polio and the West Nile vaccine, it's more so to the unvaccinated. And for the past two years, I've been saying Africa stands a better chance because in Africa we have never had this debate and this issue about anti-vax, anti-vaccine. It is only the, the generation that is rising now that uh, has caught on the um, anti-vaccine brigade, but most of them were vaccinated when they they were kids. Remember, all of us, we had to get our polio vaccines, um, and some of us got the polio adult boost um, vaccine. And therefore, Africa, again, if this becomes an epidemic or a pandemic, that means Africa will be um, in a better speed because, um, you know, Africa has rolled out massively um, the issue of uh, of vaccination. So it is not something that needs to put us into 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 fear. The um, the West Nile virus we know that it is spread through mosquitoes, um, and therefore we will be watching the malaria region um, very closely um, this year to see what happens. The uh, Langnia virus um, in China, it's one that, um, you know, uh, infected 35 people in a very short space of time. And that, in actual fact, created a huge scare. There has not been new infections or um, human-to-human infection uh, in the past two weeks. And that, in actual fact, Put us in a in a in a better space, and therefore that means for the world, the world will need to continue doing more surveillance. South Africa will need to continue doing more surveillance to make sure that uh, um, should these things begin to become an outbreak. And remember that these happen at a time that the world is also facing um, the monkey monkeypox um, epidemic as we speak. Um, so the Langnia virus belongs to those of you who uh, who are virologists will know the uh, Henipa virus um, family belongs to that family. 
but um, you know it's a zoological disease. So it comes out of eating um, animals that live in the wild. So um, while these things may be scary, might create a situation that we, you know, going back into the whole situation of the COVID-19 pandemic, Africa um, is shielded because of its massive vaccine rollout. Uh, over the years. Let, let's go to COVID-19 itself, um, Ruti. How are we uh, coping as far as this pandemic is concerned? Uh, are we over it in, in, in South Africa? Uh, Ruti, uh, South African numbers, um, you know, our recovery rate continues to be around 97% or over 97%. Um, we have not been reporting um, the numbers in the past uh uh, uh, you know, um, month or so. However, we started reporting numbers yesterday because all of a sudden, um, you know, in the past 24 hours, we then reported 84 deaths. And that is massive because, you know, all along in the past month or so, we've been reporting three deaths, two deaths, three deaths, two deaths here and there. But as soon as you start getting an 84, it's a trigger event. That is why I'm talking about um, the monitoring, you know, so that one begins to monitor to say, um, is it as a result? And that as a result of either a new strain or a new uh, brand that is coming through. But we also know that South Africa is now at the tail end or exiting its winter season. So... um, one does anticipate that uh, we, we, you know, we will not see um, the numbers are running away. But the number 84 um, deaths in one day is a very big concern, and one hopes that uh, the um, the surveillance that will be uh, taking place and the sequencing of the virus as um, it comes through will be able to tell us. There's a lot we do not know whether we're still with a weaker one or whether um, is it is it over yet. And we've had 253 um, new cases in the past 24, 24 hours. So that means the numbers are still very, very low, very suppressed. So the behavior of South Africans, very commendable. We're still doing well. It is this 84. That is a concern. Let's look at the... Um Adverse weather events globally. Are we going to see more of these? Is food security under threat globally? Uh, Muruti, remember that uh, in the past in the past couple of years, I think there was one year where we spoke about uh, the uh, I think the top ten um, global risks. A lot of them are beginning to um, to materialize now. We have seen what happened um, in Devon um, with the floods in our country. We have seen what happened with the floods, the flooding in uh, 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 Sydney, Australia, in the past month, in the middle of the uh, of the south winter. We've seen what has been happening in California with regard to the floods as well. Um, we have seen what has happened with the with the drought, and we are actually right at the at the beginning of adverse weather events um, globally. So. Uh, from now right up to until 2030, 2036, 
we will begin to see adverse weather events. I mean, the winter that we have seen this year, you would have realized that it was not as cold as the winter that you had experienced in uh, in the 1990s. I thought um, it was extremely cold, eh? I, I thought uh, there no, was really. never a single day where it it got it was a little bit warmer and until recently i think until um this the beginning of this month that that's me that's my own observation there i know that i'm not very good when it comes to keeping the records of uh, these patterns of winter seasons uh, in 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 actual fact the cold was not as a result of uh, of the of the of the winter it was because of the rain because remember this year we've had an abnormally higher um, winter rain, which is atypical um, for for the global south. Um, the southern hemisphere, um, around about March, April, the rain goes away. We don't get rain. What we could get, we could get snow, we could get... But we have had more than average rain um, during this winter season. So the, the, these, these are as a result of those adverse weather events. You may call it um, El Nina, we might call it Al Nina, but both of them, in actual fact, signify one thing, signify adverse weather events globally. And these adverse weather events, remember that beginning of this year, we've had the locust, um, you know, in this country, and I think the locust is likely to come back. It's going to begin to affect um, uh, food production. We are seeing also because of the war in Ukraine and China, the issue of food security. So, yes, indeed, food security as these adverse weather events. Should we get above average rains that are more than the farmers expect, then crops will be destroyed, and therefore that means we are still facing um, a threat of food security globally. And therefore the world... Um, you know, every country, every region in the world must actually prepare itself properly mm. uh, for, 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 for this scenario. You know, every of, time uh, I hear about um, droughts and, and low caste, I can't help but think about um, the, the scenarios in the Bible. Whenever these such events happened, uh, the nations were called to pray, to, to intercede. It was actually a sign from the heavens that uh, mankind have sinned. So do you think, don't you think we should do the same during this time of our lives? Moriti, all these things that we have spoken about from, uh, you know, the, the, the increase in terms of uh, infectious diseases, um, right down to uh, adverse weather events, um, they are things that we do not have control over. And things that humanity does not have control over are things where humanity must go on its knees and seek the face of God. It is only God that will be able to protect humanity from the devastation that these events will have on humanity. And remember, the global population by 2030 will be 8 billion. Um, you know, so the issue of food shortage as well will be as a result of uh, population growth. Um, the global north will be aging and the global south will be much younger. So you might actually even see the migration of the global south going to help the global, the global north. That mm. one is what is within within our reach. But those things that we do not have control over, those are the things that we need 
to pray. And remember, over the years, we would always say, if my people that are called by my name mm. will seek my faith, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will come down and heal their land. Thomas, not on our side, Muruti, but uh, kindly give us the latest uh, when it comes to Ukraine and Russia conflict. And after that, we wrap with some good news. Uh, petrol price is going to go down significantly in the next few days, few weeks. Uh, Maruti, uh, the, the, the Ukraine-Russia conf- conflict um, continues unabated. However, the effect and the impact all of that conflict on, uh, on the global economy, on the global food price prices has reduced somehow. The oil price has begun to recover somehow, and we have begun to uh, see recovery in the um, in the in the in the in the in the in the global economy. And however, the tensions still continue. The conflict still continue. There is also another tension that we are watching, which is the China-Taiwan, which tends to draw in India, which tends to draw in, um, you know, the either the friends of Taiwan, the friends of uh, the U.S. And if you look at these two wars, basically they are actually what I call proxy wars. Um, because remember, I had said this before in my thesis, and I've said, um, the U.S. empire is facing huge tensions right now. And um, as, as to whether you had asked the question before, are we going to see a war? And I said, no, we will more than see a, an information war or misinformation war. That's where the war will be fought. But the, 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 the world is moving into a multipolar world. And if Taiwan, China does not solve their issue, we will begin to see those tensions happening. And on the last point about the petrol price, I think due to these developments where there is an easing of tensions on the global economy and on the supply chain globally, we are beginning to see the, go- the, the price of oil beginning to ease a bit and going um, you know, where it ought to be, the pre-tension, pre-war uh, levels. And therefore, we're going to see a further price reduction in the price uh, of petrol, I think more than two, um, the two hundred fifty uh, that we could see in the price of petrol, um, uh, you know, going down. And if we manage as well to get the um, the, the, the Russia oil um, here in South Africa, which is discounted at about thirty percent to the BRICS countries, um, we are likely to see, um, you know, more and further reduction in the price of petrol going forward. As to whether that will be a permanent measure, we don't know what the China-Taiwan tension uh, will do to the oil price. We know Taiwan is not oil producing. China is, um, U.S. is, but it will affect, in actual fact, uh, supply chain or uh, supply routes especially in the in the in the in the oceans in the sea mm. do, because do you see Taiwan it, is an island. Do you see it hitting the fifteen rand mark or going below twenty rands uh, before the end of the year? Anything is possible, Maurice. Anything <laughs> is possible. Anything is po- you know uh, right now, you know, yeah. calling 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 the number right now. Mm. Um, you know, my my take my take would be depending on what happens with uh, yeah. 
Um, China, Ukraine. But, but Muruti, like, it doesn't matter. You know, what I'm saying is every little cent that is, you know, uh, being reduced when it comes to the purchasing of petrol make a huge impact in the cons- consumer's pockets there. I mean, Muruti, whether it's two cents, whether, you know, you'll see the difference when you get to the pump that uh, even the two, two rents there, I mean, yeah, it will, it will go a long way in changing people's lives. So we hope and believe that it will go below 20 rents in the next uh, uh, few months. Indeed, it will, Maruti, uh, but we must also keep our eye on inflation because remember that our monetary policy is inflation targeting, and therefore we're likely to see inflation increase um, again before the end of the year. Mm. So we'll be saving on petrol and, and paying more either on bonds and on loans. Yeah. That South Africa is going to, uh, South African economy for you. It's got all these things that's the world. That's that the world eats economy. that <laughs> that eats on the good news that we we are just about to enjoy. I mean, like right now, I did mention though that before uh, that you know. F- for us to see that hitting uh, that five rand or 15 rands low Muruti, it's something that, you know, it's going to be a miracle in South Africa. Something else will come up to justify the reason why it shouldn't go that low. But I'm not surprised. If we lend the Russia, <laughs> the, the Russia, the Russia oil, you know, on, yeah. and on a contango, and on a 30% contango uh, mm. discount, while the price is on a contango, I can bet you now we can even go 14 rents. We can even go, um, you know, 13 rents a mm. liter. On the are, they, are they busy talking about the, the levies in the background? The issue of the levies, Maruti, you know, the difficulty of the levies is that if you don't pay it in the petrol, you'll pay it elsewhere. Maybe let's pay it elsewhere, Maruti, don't you think? <laughs> I think it's better that way. We won't be able to feel it, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying because like with petrol, we see it, we feel it, we hear it every single day of our lives. So, Muruti, anyway, thank you very much for your time. For those who would like to talk with you, Muruti, I'm available on 083 three zero eight three double two nine double two nine five eight zero seven five eight zero seven. Yes, sir. Remuruti, as always, thank you very much, Muruti, for enlightening us. And of course, uh, yeah, you gave us some good news as always. Thank you very much and God bless you. Muruti Silo help you on Radio Puppet, your daily companion, giving us the latest uh, when it comes to um, what is happening in and around the world. Radio Pulpit's Facebook page makes you more a part of the station than ever before. Now you can give your opinion regarding our programs or even contact your favorite presenter. You can get the latest news and existing programs and communicate with other listeners. Come on, let your fingers do the talking on Radio Pulpit's Facebook page. It's interactive and dynamic. Just visit facebook.com forward slash Radio Pulpit.